I'm Mirza, and I really wish Cher was my second mom. And I'm Pooja. I'm the biggest Scorpio in Prospect Heights. So true. Do you have problems that you think are really important, but other people don't really want to hear about? These are problems that your therapist has told you to move on from. We're here to give you advice on all of them, from the nothing burger to the everything burger. Like, did you accidentally make eye contact with your boss in the Equinox Steam Room? Scandalous. Do you hate the soap in your in-law's bathroom? Are you afraid to run outside because you have terrible form? Does your boyfriend keep making out with his dog that has terrible breath and then trying to kiss you? Well, if you've experienced any of these problems, you may qualify for our advice. A quick little disclaimer, we are not trained professionals. If you do take our advice, please take with caution. Proceed with caution because we are the, the problem, problem solvers. Hey, I'm Neil Patrick Harris. Oh my God. I, <laughs> and I'm starstruck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I actually read something about Neil Patrick Harris truly when I was like 15 years old getting a pedicure and I like read it in like a People magazine. This is how, how long ago this was. But he was talking about what his red carpet routine was before going on a red carpet. And it was that like basically three days before an event, he wouldn't eat anything but sweet potatoes. And he I would love just, like, sweet potatoes. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. I'm going to borrow it, that. Totally. But at the time, it sort of made me be like, oh, my God, even the men are like doing this toxic shit. You know, sweet Crazy. potatoes are a great source of carbohydrates and fats. So he actually probably felt very full. Maybe, yeah. yeah. Next time I have a red carpet event, I will make sure to tell you about my sweet potato experience. Yes, well, I'll make you one in, in prep just to support you. Thank you, thank you. Um, How are you this week? What's going on? Tell, catch me up. Well, this is my birthday week, yes. and I always use these weeks, one, to celebrate myself and how fabulous I am, and two, to reflect on things that I can improve about myself. Oh. Okay. And, you know, I don't look back. I look around. I was going to say, I said, dare I say, you're looking around. I'm looking around. I'm not looking back. I'm looking around. And my problem of the week is related to looking around too much. And <laughs> it's about my crippling anxiety. Oh. And you know that I suffer from crippling anxiety. And, you know, I really just overthink a lot of things. And, you know, one of the things I overthink is... For example, when I'm leaving my apartment, I have to take several photos of my oven and all of the candles to make sure that it's actually turned off. Yeah, that's how I knew. Because Mirza, you often talk about the fact that you, that you have anxiety, but I feel like you've just channeled it in these like uber productive ways and that mm -hmm. like you were like one of the most productive people I know. But then one time we were leaving your house mm -hmm. and I saw you taking the photos and I was like, okay... He's not okay. He's you know? troubled. Yeah, yeah. I, it kind of was like it kind of brought you down to earth for me. A yes, bit. I was yes. like, okay, this is this person's. This is my thing. Issue. This is my issue. Issue. And yeah. also, when I'm walking by myself on the New York City sidewalks, I don't like to step on cracks or on um, like the little uh blemishes on the sidewalk okay well that's everything what are you I just know. hopping around are you hoverboarding I'm, I'm hovering through this no i really don't like to like i don't like to walk over like when they um spot fix the potholes mm -hmm. with like the black tarmac or whatever mm -hmm. i don't like to walk over that mm -hmm. i don't like to walk over the cracks i like to walk um, directly over the white lines when i'm crossing the crosswalk it's really debilitating and one time i like walked over a crack and then I walked back 
to rewalk the path. Oh, no. It's, I don't like it. And so I'm committed to changing that in my 27th year of life this year. (laughs) (laughs) You know, (laughs) can I tell you one time I went on a date with somebody and I asked him this question on a first date. Uh What's the youngest you think I could be? <laughs> oh my god. And he literally stopped dead in his tracks and he looked me up and down and he was like 27. <laughs> that's great. No, that's that's, yeah, that's I'll take good. that. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that because I was going to talk about this week that I just got a commercial agent. Yay. Thank you. So exciting. Thank you so much. But they asked me in the meeting in like the general they were like um also some context. So commercial agent is to book commercials like on TV, digital, whatever. Um, but they asked me in the general, what is the youngest you could play? What is the oldest you could play? And I was like, is this a fucking trick question? Like, shouldn't you guys be telling me this? You oh, my know? gosh. I, what did you say? I said the youngest would be probably like 25. Yeah. I said the oldest is like 37 and they're like so specific. And I was like, so specific. I was like, you asked me to tell you a number and I told you a number, you know, I guess maybe they were thinking thirties, 40, you know, like wanting me to say something like a decade. Could you play a mom? Well, it's so funny that you said that because I did just audition for a likable young mom in grocery store. Oh my gosh. So I did. I, I, they thought that I could play a mom. Oh, interesting. And, Typically, I would be like, no, that's crazy. But then I had truly just talked to a friend that morning who is younger than me, who has kids. And I was like, you know what? I could play a mom. You know, we could all be mothers. We could could play a mother. I could do it. We could all be mothers. My mom became a mom at 19. Same. Yeah, same. Wow. You know, I love that. Um, Well, my question to you is how can I navigate being less anxious and also being able to walk normally on New York City sidewalks because let me tell you there's a lot of blemishes and it's hard to avoid them (laughs) I know it's like you're obviously in therapy Mm -hmm. do you take medication no that could be something I don't like medication okay fair yeah you don't even take Tylenol I don't I don't I don't like to take anything I just did antibiotics for something that I had and it made me feel loopy and in a cognitive fog yeah and I didn't like that yeah that's fair that's fair okay so I would say (laughs) exposure therapy would be the best thing you could so just step on them yeah just basically put yourself in those situations and you could also do this, like, especially like the things of, um, like, you know, when you leave your apartment and you and you are nervous about turning things off. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just, you know, try to scale back on how many pictures you take? And I thought you were about to say, just turn the oven on and leave. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying turn it off. Like, make sure you turn it completely off. Uh-huh. Make sure everything is off. Mm-hmm. But don't take any pictures. Don't take any pictures and leave. My, my and, palms are sweating. You know, you could like walk around the block and then come back and, and then you check and be like, yep, it's off. Then the next time you leave, you can leave for longer, you know, just like exposure therapy. I'm going to be thinking about the oven the whole time. That's OK. It's OK. okay. When you've left to actually go do something and be out in the world, mm-hmm. hopefully you're not thinking about it then. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. You're right. I'll have to I'll have to try that. Uh, it's going to be hard. No, it definitely is. This That's is tough be hard. because, yeah, you really do do that. Like, I thought you were like making that no, up. No, I do it. And you do. And I, I was like, do it. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm working on it in this new year of life, which I'm excited to embark on. Healthy, happy, and twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. I'm I'm rolling my fucking eyes right now. So excited to mm-hmm. embark on this year of life and to experience all it has to offer. Well, I'm here with you, Queen. I'm very excited yes. to do this. I mean, I've been doing a lot of thinking like, oh, one year ago. And yeah, one year ago, we had sushi for your birthday. Yes, I remember. That was fabulous. Weren't you still in your last situation? I was in my last situation, but it was coming to an end just two days later. Exactly. I know. Um, my how far we have progressed. Exactly. My how far we have progressed. So, so much. Like, genuinely... I don't even want to like start doing a recap because I'll like get emotional, but it is crazy to think that like we started this one time in your apartment. Yes. And it was around, it was not too far off now, this time last year that we, that we did this. I know. Okay. Well, what's going on with you this week, Pooh? Well, you know, I mentioned the commercial auditions. Yes. So that's really been the thing that's kept me busy. That's awesome. I've had like one audition a day, which is really wild. yeah. It's that frequent. <clears throat> it's that frequent, and it they literally give you like twelve hours notice. Sometimes it'll be like, "Hey, this sandwich brand is you know having an audition at ten a.m. Can you please say that you're available or not?" And then they send you the script. But because I'm a comedic actor, I say this in quotes, so much of the time they actually don't send you a script because they want you to like improv when you're oh, there. La, la. And this is the thing. This is kind of my problem of the week is that I'm doing something that's completely new, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and auditions are back in person. Are you going in person? I'm going in person. Into a room that has like pe- three people sitting at yeah. a shitty table. And, and sometimes you're like, also a- actors who are watching you. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, it was interesting because like anything, there is a there's some there's so many norms. There's protocol of like when you sign the form, who you give it to, who you talk to, who you don't talk to, blah, blah, blah. But like it was completely my first time. Everyone there is like technically your competition. So it's like you and you're not really supposed to like be chatting people up eliminate them with your eyes oh my god stop <laughs> no i mean i i i'm like sort of like may the best person get it and it's you know it wasn't gonna be me that day because it was my first time do you approach it as like low stakes are you Completely. really trying to book this or are you just doing it for fun i'm trying to book it okay i'm trying to book it but what i would say is that because i'm so new at it i'm have zero stakes Got it. at all i'm not beating myself up the second audition i did the guy was like, great, like, and we're just going to play around with this a little bit. And I was like, okay. Oh, boy. And I didn't understand that he meant that, like, he wanted me to, like, ad-lib at the end and do some improv because he didn't explicitly say that, right? And I got the lines that I was supposed to say, so I said the lines. So for the two takes that I did, he just was, like, looking at me expectantly, waiting for me to say something. That's nerve-wracking. And I was just like... And so all I did was just smile. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and he was, and then after the second time, he was like, okay, and this next time you should improv. And I was like, oh, okay, And he was more it. direct this time. Yeah. He was like, you should say other things. Yes, yes, and he gave me some suggestions, and I was like, oh, no. And then, like, I, I feel like the thing that I actually said was so funny. And Did it, he laugh? Yeah, and it, and it bummed me out because I was like, oh, I sort of like wasted two takes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I could have like 
done three good takes, three improv lines. Well, you figure it out. You get better at it. Totally. So that's kind of like, you know, what's been going on with me this week is I've been doing all these auditions. It's so new. It's yes. wild. And it's crazy because they're for any brand possible. Mm. And but they pay so well. And I think Do the same thing that people don't realize is that commercials, a lot of times if you get like a national commercial spot, it could like pay your rent for the year. For it's, the year? Because it's all on residuals. Mm. Every time it's played, you get money. And Sounds great. Yeah. And I mean, it's obviously, you know, you have to be so lucky to like get one of those spots. Yeah. After my first audition, which mind you, they made two of us go in at the same time. And thankfully, they asked her to go first because I could watch her. Yes. And because I, again, this is like hour one of me being a commercial this actor. This is minute one. Yeah, <laughs> literally minute one. So I had no idea what to do when I got into the room. So I got to watch her. She did an incredible job. Um, I did my thing and then I left. We rode the elevator down and I was like asking her like, so do you feel like this is even worth it? Like, because mm-hmm. I have like five of these booked this week and you know, like what's the point of doing all this stuff? She was like, girl, if you get one, it pays your rent for a year. Like you should do it. You should really try. And mm. I was like, okay, I'll try. Okay. I'll try. Okay. But it's interesting because yeah, all the brands are just across the spectrum and I'm like, Okay, if y'all see me doing a national spot for like a colorectal exam, mind your business <laughs> or whatever. Mind your business. That that colon is paying for my rent. Exactly. <laughs> but I wanted to ask you what what is like something that you definitely would not want to advertise. Oh, you, you dear. wouldn't want to be the face of. Oh dear. Oh dear. I've been in one commercial in my life. Oh. I've been in one commercial in my life, and it was for a. Uh, uh, it was for Croatian tourism. I'm screaming. <laughs> And it was actually so fun because they just like. When was this? This was in 2018. Okay. And basically they shot me in just like different islands, like on the beach and like skipping rocks and like on a boat and eating octopus and whatever. And in every scene, um, I'm supposed to say, welcome to, welcome to, welcome to. Uh And then at the very end, I whisper Croatian. (laughs) Was it in English or in No, it was in Croatian, yeah. What's welcome to in Croatian? Uh, Dobrodošli. Oh. Mm. So I was like, Dobrodošli. Yeah, like, how do you say Croatia in Croatian? Like, is it just Hrvatska? Ah, oh my yeah. God. And so I was like, so we did like seven, six or seven like takes at like the different locations. And I'd be like, Dobrodošli, Dobrodošli, Dobrodošli. And at the end, I'd be like, Dobrodošli, Hrvatska. <laughs> <laughs> I'm screaming. Yeah, and that's the only one that I did. But it's actually a lot of fun. And like, they gave me a free meal. <laughs> Love it. I know. It's yeah. the thing. Is it like, they were all fun. I mean, they were all very nerve wracking because, again, like I said, I didn't know what I was doing, but it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what yeah. was your question? <laughs> no, just like what was the thing that you wouldn't. Oh, what what thing would I not advertise? Mm, that's a good question. What would I, what wouldn't I do? It's such such few things. Exactly. <laughs> Especially like if you're getting paid good money. I'm getting know? paid good money for it. Like I wouldn't. Mm, I don't know. I would do most things minus things that hurt people. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Like, obviously, this is without being said, but like, of course, we wouldn't want to be like the face of a, a hate organization. Yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, I guess within like consumer goods and products. Exactly. Yeah. 
Hmm. Something that's been FDA approved. I'll be there. If you're like, if I'll you... do spam. I'll, I'll I'll promote spam that canned meat. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do that. I mean, that's like popping in a lot of no. East it is Asian people people places. love spam. Yeah. Um, hmm. So you do you would do pretty much everything. I would do like a cybersecurity product too. You know, <laughs> like now you're just trying to get sponsorships. <laughs> I'm available for national and local commercials. You can contact me at <laughs> same. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you fifteen percent off if you book us together. <laughs> Jesus. Well, ten percent uh, already goes to my agency. So okay, we'll give you seven percent. Yeah. Off. <laughs> Uh, but you, you also would not limit yourself necessarily. No, I don't think so. To be honest, it depends if it was a national commercial, the money was so good, but it was for like psoriasis medication. I would be like, all right, actually medications are interesting. Like, would there be a medication that I wouldn't want my face attached to? I mean, probably, probably not also. Yeah, I mean, of course, like, there are, of course, medications for things that are unsavory and some would say embarrassing, like maybe like an STI or something like that. I would do that. Why not? You want me to be the spokesperson for gonorrhea? I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's grape flavored. <laughs> I'm screaming. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, I, yeah, I, I don't know what your problem was, but I. Nothing really. It was eh, just, it was just eh. more of like wanting to know what, yeah. you know. Yeah. I wish you well in your commercial endeavors. Thank and you I can't so much. wait to see you advertising Saran Wrap. Oh, absolutely. I would love that. I would love no, that. No, that would probably pay really well. Totally. Hit me up, Glad. Hit, glad. Yeah. We're available. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Should we get into our advice seekers problem of the week? Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> Greetings from London, problem solvers. Hello, mate. Hello. <laughs> I have been dating this great guy for two months now. We enjoy spending time together and things have been going swimmingly, as the Brits say, swimmingly. Oh. <laughs> I was recently hanging out with a friend of mine scrolling through his dating app matches when I came across the same guy that I've been seeing. Oh, la, la. And he had been active on the app very recently. Mm. I was so disappointed and a little hurt. Should I say something to him? I thought we were further along than this. Oh. Oh, my. Here we go. Dating app drama. Dating app drama is real. It's a thing. You know, let's just say it. Dating kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't have to worry about it because you're uh, on the pathway to happiness with Scott. And <laughs> us... Uh, lower lives down here are <laughs> just swinging from branch to branch, from date to date, from hookup to hookup, from person. And it's exhausting and nothing is sticky except for the fun stuff. And you're just like, where do I go? Yeah. Who should I prioritize? Who? Sh it's very difficult. And even the people that you like will sometimes disappoint you because they Brilliant. too are human beings who are on the search for the one or for fun or whatever their motivation is. <clears throat> so it's hard. It sucks. And we all want to be in a relationship like yours, I think. <laughs> and it's it the pathway to finding that has become increasingly difficult for so many. 
because dating apps have given us the fallacy of infinite choice. Yeah. And that has made us feel that we can just discard people. Yeah. And that is one of the most unfortunate things about dating right now. I think it's also confusing to date right now because in a time before dating apps, when you'd meet someone out in public, you would maybe assume that they're dating around. I don't I'm not saying that everyone was monogamous back then, but like you might have a conversation about it or you might be a little bit more intentional making that step between like casual dating to being monogamous or to boyfriend girlfriend there's a little bit more of a conversation whereas i feel like now there's less of that conversation yes when you meet someone on a dating app you might not know what perspective they're in or like what phase they're in like they might see dating apps as like you're just one of many or they might be like my ex who literally met me and he was like you're great let's go on this date and then he like deleted the app and i was like okay hell yeah but <laughs> that's what we want yeah. i want someone to delete an app for me totally. my ex didn't even do that and we were together for four years oh jesus <laughs> oh, la, la. <laughs> so many things yeah. wrong with that yes. yeah i know there's a lot of layers to that onion um it's it's just so hard um and it sounds like we have a homosexual advice seeker yeah. from, from the sounds of it. And in the gay community, online dating is even more complex, mm-hmm. I would say, because it's just we don't have the biological pressure of children. We don't have to worry about impregnating somebody. Mm-hmm. We have a medication that prevents a very large STI and mm-hmm. that enables us just to you know, fuck like squirrels. Mm -hmm. And that is the MO for many gays. Mm -hmm. So that can be very tempting, even if you've been on a few dates with somebody. So you can see how easily that can go from one person misconstruing what it is to another person just continuing on as if they're totally single you know, business as usual, business as usual. And that ends up hurting the other person, obviously. Yeah. That's so interesting that you say that because like, I imagine that if you're in a homosexual relationship and you are someone who is used to dating around that the thought of monogamy is like, you're really giving up a lot because sex typically has been, and I don't want to be so gendered or so whatever about this, but like, yeah, like you are giving up just maybe like the afternoon up- sex that you would have with a random person that you would probably not talk to again. No, a hundred percent. This yeah. is like a, th- this is like a thing that a lot of, you know, gays who are used to sleeping around, dating around have to consider if somebody asks them if they want to be in a monogamous relationship, yeah. it's like, you sort of have to weigh, like, do I want to give up that freedom and ability to do what I want? versus being in a relationship with someone that I like. It's like, do you like them enough to stop sleeping around with other people? Yeah. Oh, man. I also feel like I do not like dating apps because I feel like it does allow for a lot of ambiguity as well. Absolutely. Dating apps are so tough, too, because you can just be in this, like, ambiguous period for an extended amount of time with someone. Mm. And... I don't know. And like maybe that is on the individual to have certain conversations, but like it's so easy to just like meet up with someone that you just continue doing it. And there was someone that I was kind of casually dating for, Mm -hmm. I would say, too long, like an extended amount of time. A prolonged booty call? It was. And it's kind of wild that it lasted for that long. 
<laughs> well, so, um, this is your ex before Scott? Yeah, this is the person that I spent time with before Scott. And his name's Brett. And I assumed that he still lived in Brooklyn. And we need to talk about Brett. I know. Well, so, you know, I'm bringing this up because when I was in India last month, I got a picture from Mirza. That's me. Yeah. And he sent a photo with Brett. With her ex. Yeah. And I don't know if he, I don't, yeah. Y- yes. And yes. You were, sh- you were stunned. You were stunned into textual silence. <laughs> I, I'm like still stunned about it, to be honest, because it was someone who I kind of dated on and off, whatever. It was so casual. But ever since then, five years ago, fuck, I'm like literally losing my mind. Okay, Let me step in for her because she's really uh, kerfluffed about this. So I was at a wedding out in Montauk Uh and I was at one of the pre-wedding festivities, which was the night before at this bar, this very heterosexual sports bar, um, which I didn't really understand because, as you know, I'm fabulous. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I, I was there and I see this tall glass of water and he is standing there and we're in a circle of people and he looks at me and he's like I know you and I was like oh do you he's like you're Mirza and I said I know I'm Mirza how do you know I'm Mirza yeah and he said you do the podcast with Pooja and I said I do how do you know that? I was stunned, obviously, that somebody would be listening. <laughs> yeah. We're like, thank you for your listen. <laughs> thank you for your listen. <laughs> even exes. <laughs> yeah, even exes. Thank you. Um, and he then explained to me that, you know, you two had seen. No, but I want to hear the story because I'm like, what? Did- I want to know what he said, you know? Well, he, you know, I, I, I said, how do you know? And he said, you do the podcast with Pooja. And I said, yes. And he's like, Pooja and I knew each other for a while. We, we dated. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And I was, in my mind, I was like, dated. This must have been a while. Scott's been around for a second. I was like, yeah. it's been a while. Uh, and then I was like, we need to send her a picture. And then I took the selfie and I sent it to you, not expecting a response because it was like, well, it was 7 a.m. in India. <laughs> and you not- shot straight out of bed. You were like, no. What? It's crazy because I was actually on a heritage walk oh in the old city of Hyderabad going to like a historic mosque. It was crazy. And I'm in this like historic place. My phone is buzzing with texts and I check it. I probably should not have checked my phone. And it's Mirza sending me a photo with a guy who I casually dated over four years ago and I gasped so loud <laughs> in this mosque that it fully echoed. And like the you... tour guide looked at me like it was so apparent. You like, woke up the souls from that old place. <laughs> totally. Like I'm still shook by that, frankly. <laughs> no, you literally texted me and you were like, I'm on a 5,000 year old heritage tour. <laughs> You're texting me about my ex. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. And then we sent a picture and then, you know, we uh, talked a little bit about the podcast and then he went off and, and the next day he was at my table. Okay. Which is even crazier. He was at me. the same table as me 
for the wedding. And I was like, what are the cosmic chances of this? Right. Yeah. And I just knew that you were like dying on the inside and being like, yours is at a wedding with my ex. <laughs> yes. And I think, again, I've in previous episodes, I've talked about how I keep in touch with exes. This is one person who, you know, I just straight up have not talked to. So that I think is a thing that is so weird for me, right? Yeah. Like it would be different if it was someone who I was like still in touch with. I could feel comfortable to like text them, but it's like this is someone who I am in zero contact with. And so I'm like, wait, what? And how do you know I have a podcast? Yeah. Well, Brett, if you're listening and we hope that you are. Send us a hello, and we want to know how you're doing after all these four long years have passed. I know. So I hope you're okay. <laughs> he's doing well. We hope you're well, Brett. Jesus. <laughs> I love that. Mirza, what's your pee on the advice seekers problem? I've been in this situation before Ooh. that the advice seeker has been in, and I am always a fan of communication in these situations. I think that if the advice seeker felt that he was further along in his relationship with this, his, the guy he's dating, he should ask him if he wants to be monogamous and exclusive. Right. Because I think that he's already operating as if that he, he is. It sounds like the advice seeker isn't on dating apps, is not sleeping around, and that he is de facto exclusive and monogamous with this guy who clearly is not reciprocating those boundaries. Yeah. So I think he, over dinner or over a, a, a latte or a cocktail, maybe when they're uh, you know cuddling post-coital, he can say... Hey, um, I, he shouldn't mention that he saw him on the dating app. Cause I think that would be creepy. I mm. don't think he should mention that he saw him on the dating app. I think he should say, Hey, I really like you. I'm having a great time. Um, you know, and we've spent a lot of time together. We're seeing each other a few times a week now for a couple of months. You know, I'm not seeing anybody else. Um, I'm not sleeping with other people. Uh, you know, or what are your thoughts on kind of making this official? Yeah. And say like that. I like that. What are your thoughts on making this official? Don't and look back, look around. Don't look back, look I'm around. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm right here in your bed. Look yeah. around. Don't look back. <laughs> 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 yeah. I, I think just just like that. Literally. Yeah. Literally. Just like, what are your thoughts on making it official? And then they'll give you an honest answer, you yeah, know? Totally. They'll give you an honest answer, but they'll they'll say, you know, I'm not really ready for it. I'm enjoying hanging out and you know, I'm just not there yet. Or they'll be like, Yeah, I'm totally down. Like, let's let's do this thing. Totally. I mean that, that that's the only two ways it can go. You know, they You're have right. to give you an answer to your question. Totally. Just get ready to either be happy or to mitigate hard feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's my advice. Uh, Pooh, what's your pee on the advice seekers problem? I really like your advice. I definitely don't think that the advice seeker should bring up the fact that he saw his partner on the dating app yeah. because... At this point, like you have not established what you guys are. Yeah. So that other person is technically not doing something wrong. Correct. It may not be what you would do. It might not feel good to you. Right. But, but I, I still think that like if you want to be exclusive with this person, then you need to take it upon yourself to have the conversation. And I really like how you phrased it. And, you know, just just ask them to be official. 
Um, is there a better what... way to phrase that question? Like, I'm. I, it's such an awkward thing to ask. You know, it's like, oh, what are your thoughts on being official? Like, or like, do you want to be my boyfriend? Or do you want to be? I feel it's weird to be like, do you want to be monogamous and exclusive with me? But it gets to the the to the heart of the point. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I totally fucked this up when I was asking Scott actually because I mm. was like, I, I said something like. I'm not seeing anyone else like I think that's the and way you I have to start to see, it you have yeah. to start it yeah that way yeah I was kind of like I'm not seeing anyone else and I don't want to see anyone else like how do you feel about that oh that I like that that's a nice way of putting it too okay at the time it felt very clumsy I will say no I really like that that kind of it's an open-ended question but it's like I'm not seeing anyone else and I don't want to see anyone else what are your thoughts on that and then if they give you a runaround, then you have to do the follow up, I right. think, where you're like, OK, well, what are your thoughts on being official and monogamous and exclusive? Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that's what I would like. Yeah. Say that. I would mm, like that. Because that's mm. what I would like. You have to ask for what you want. Because that's what I would like. And I want it. And I got it. And I. Yeah. Sorry. Fair. No, no, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. Sorry. Hope, hopefully one day I'll get it. <laughs> you will. You will. You yeah. Will. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, we wish you the best of luck in your dating adventures. And remember, a swipe and a like does not a husband make. Oh, incredible. Yes. Another, Another problem, problem solved. Hey, did you like that episode? Well, if you did, please rate it five stars on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to this episode. And make sure to come back for brand new episodes of The Problem Solvers. See you then.